Welcome to Side B. Recall, analyze, and debrief. Our theme for this season is conversations that need to be had, recalling our past and analyzing our present to rectify our future. Side B contains the third and last section of our show, The Subway. On this side of the episode, we speculate on the subject matter that was randomly selected as our dose of the day. Then we review the topic that we speculated on by carrying it through our version of New York City's subway system. The New York Dose is a speculation-based topical podcast providing millennial conversations around hip-hop culture, current events, and the dose of the New York City lifestyle. This show is comprised of two sides, three sections, and smaller segments that populate each section. The main sections are Empire State of Mind, Times Square, and The Subway. While listening to us, use the hashtag TNYD or mention us at the New York Dose so we can converse with you. You can have your questions, comments, and concerns be a part of our episodes by leaving us Dose Mail. Just head to our Instagram on Tuesdays to see what the upcoming topic of the week is. Then call or text us at 520-815-6670 to leave a voicemail or a text message to have it air on the following episode. Now Now that's that's the the dose. Dose. I let it go, they will never let me close Put my brother out there, bleeding on the floor Saw my brother dying Saw my brother dying Even if I let it go, they will never let me close Put my brother out there, bleeding on the floor Saw my brother dying Saw my brother dying What's good, everybody? It's the conductor of the train, your boy, DJ SJ614, and we are the, the New, New York, York Dolls. And on today's episode, we have with us... Amira Leon. And... John Salmontes. In the building. In the Dolls house. Liddy, liddy, liddy. So we're going to dive into the last section of our show. This is the subway. Now, the segments in this section correlate with a few of the train lines that we have here in the New York City MTA subway system. Finally, addressing the dose of the day. First, we try to recall how things involving the topic were handled in the past. Next, we analyze how it's going down today. Then we ride the rest of the subway before debriefing at last and figuring out possible solutions on how to make things better, either in our personal lives or within the world. So the dose of the day is minorities who travel. We're going to transfer over to the R train. This is recall. Yes. And uh, yeah, so this is minorities who travel. I want to know how you guys feel like this was dealt with in the past. So like, how was it like us traveling? Like what were, uh, was anything accessible? Like, was it easier? Was it harder? Like, how do you think minorities were able to travel in the past, like outside of the U.S.? Um, I think it was mostly out of necessity and desperation versus at least the people I have, the communities I have Mm -hmm. access to, the Mm -hmm. way they would have been traveling would have been out of desperation and necessity versus 
leisure, leisure. fun. Yeah. Can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit? Um, I mean, yeah, well, just accessibility. Like I, a lot of people I know now don't have passports and like to be able to get a passport for you and your family or anything like that. Like flights used to be way before 9-11 flights were way more expensive. So flight like flying became accessible to I feel like my at least my community after 9-11 when the flights had to drop because no one was flying you know and so I just feel like the accessibility of of these these new you know of our actual reach in travel has is something that's still quite new um and unexplored which is why it's something that's so important to talk about because it's like okay well these people this city has never seen a black person before so it's like clearly we haven't gotten there and and, and to add on to that also after 9-11 nobody wanted to deal with tsa yeah it's a shit show like you're you're waiting on a line for two hours just to pass through a metal detector when before you just walk in and out and you're you get to your destination and also i can i can attest well we all can attest to this uh in dominican culture you didn't you didn't travel anywhere but New York and, and Dominican DR. Republic. That mm-hmm. was it. Every year you went to the same location, DR, Santo Domingo with your family, doing the same thing you're doing here, you're just doing it out there. So now it's becoming more widespread where you're venturing out to different places and you're getting different cultures and different experiences. So Yes. Yeah, so in the so in the past I, I think to conclude both for that is like there was you if you did travel it was to your country like wherever like you know the immigrants that came your here. homeland yeah, back your and homeland. forth and it was rare to have a passport and it was just not as accessible yeah. as i want to say and it was too. out of necessity and, and not luxury yes mm-hmm. for sure okay so that was like a recall like yeah. in a place but i want to transfer over to the a train into analyze and really get into like minorities right now like in a way of them like there's still like there's there's still like that gap and bubble where it's just like we still are not going to these places we're still not like booking these flights and like traveling for three months two months you know to experience the world like there's still like that gap and i just still want to i want to like try to bridge that gap together and also just find out like okay like i like real the real reasons why we still like are still there so um let's talk about you guys travels experience uh Jancel, let's talk with you where have you been so far so what kind? <coughs> very long list uh thailand china cuba Czech and caicos barcelona madrid uh portugal it's a long list hawaii maui um a lot of places. Uh, my most recent trip was Cuba. Uh, Eye opener. Um, yeah, yeah, shout out to the Cuban cigars. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, brought some Chico. Yeah, he brought hey. us some, yeah, some, some Cuban cigars. cigars. Chiquito, yeah. Chico. So, we, so what I did on my trip, we did a trip to Vinales. So if you guys don't know, there was just uh, uh, Trump just added something where you cannot go people to people to Cuba, meaning interacting just with people has to be for the support of it's, Cuban people. So all your money has to be given to organizations or companies that are owned by families. And which, to be honest, 10% of most restaurants and places are owned by families. 90% is the government. Wow. So you are not allowed to give any money to any government or military-owned organiza- uh, establishments. Wow, I didn't know that when I went to Cuba. Right. To so you got to keep receipts. You got to make sure that because the government at any time can audit you up to five years. Oh, shit. So we did a in tour. In Cuban jail? Uh, well, oh, no, no, here. In, Once you get I'm here, like, 
She's um, in my in jail now. They can, they can seize your passport and see if you've been to Cuba, and they can ask you questions. Oh, so shit. we did a tour to Vinales, which is where they do the tobacco farms, and they show you how to make the cohibas. You smoke them. You drink uh, coffee with the locals. It was a great time. Um, it gives you two perspectives of, of where we live in now. Um, here in the U.S., we take a lot of things for granted, um, such as free water. Mm-hmm. Like our tap water is the best in the world. In Cuba, the water shuts off at like 2 in the afternoon. Oh, know. holy shit. Off. The government takes 90% of most of the money that you make throughout the month. So their biggest export is tobacco. Tobacco farmers make 10% of whatever profits they make. The government wow. takes 90 our minimum wage here is $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. They live off $25 a month. So in two hours in New York City, you out, uh, you out uh, make somebody in Cuba. That's wow. That's nuts. Right. That's nuts. And but, does it, but it has to balance with like the cost of living over there, right? Yes and no, because the Cuban government makes it so expensive for you to have a car. All the cars are from the 1950s. You cannot export yeah, the cars import look beautiful. Any cars at all. And if you import a car, they charge you $100,000 just to have it into the island. Sheesh. Who the hell has $100,000 in Cuba? Yeah. If you want to leave the country, you have to pay $600 just to get a visa, and that takes six months to leave the to leave the island. No, when I went to Cuba, I heard stories of like women like being on the boat and you know sacrificing their life to like come to florida yeah. to miami like so a to lot of do you a lot of stories like they're mm-hmm. like barrels on a on a freight ship and they get into miami hopefully they don't get caught and when they if they do get caught they get sent back they get thrown in jail in cuba that's very intense right. so then, i w- sorry just to tie that in so that's about like let i like about six countries maybe 10 more that you visited so far no 23. 23? Okay. okay. Traveling poppy, go off. That was a little sexy. Okay. See your passport. I I recommend to everybody Thailand. Mind changing, beautiful. People are so nice. They call it the island of smiles. Everybody's amazing, beautiful. Best street food in the world. And you can live off $1 a day. Okay. What? Mm -hmm. What you bought for a dollar a day in Thailand? What? Alcohol. Damn, of course, the first thing on his list. <laughs> so there, so the conversion over there, so one American dollar is 47 bots. And most of the food is like two bots, three bots. What? Oh, bitch, yeah. is lit. We're going to Thailand. Louis wait, hold on, hold on. Yo, we went to a bar. The fucking shots were a dollar, uh, one bot, which is like a less sense? than a penny. Yo, I was fucked up. <laughs> I was I'm fucked sure up. You were. Wait, the first thing that I would do would go, uh, I would go shopping. Bitch, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yo, I'm, I'm like, I'm yo, like, what's the thrift thing the, like? They have the second suitcases we need. I'm right, They have the second biggest mall in Asia, and the in the Zara, I racked up. Okay, yeah, I racked up. They it have Zara so, over they there. They have a Zara. They have an H and M. They have a Louis. In Thailand, uh, all of it. Yeah, it's called the Saigon Mall. Okay, all right. all right. Oh man, cool. all right. So, how it about looks, you, Amira? I'm gonna get me some some tailor, tailored pants. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I <Some pants. laughs> um I travel mostly for work. Um, and I'm realizing that more and more. I was t- talking to my friends the other day, and we were like, "How many places have you gone?" Because being in a place for 24 hours 
doesn't necessarily constitute being there in True. my in my experience. I feel that. But for a while, I was like, my passport's lit. I've been to so many places. Mm-hmm. And stamps, I was like, stamps, stamps. But what do I recall other than the sound guy? Like, because <laughs> like, you know, I'm a musician, so I tour a lot. But mm-hmm. um, I've been all over Italy. I tour there once a year. Um, I've been to Madrid and Barcelona. Um, I've been to Puerto Rico. I've yes. been to. Um, I love Puerto Rico. London, um, <laughs> different parts of the UK. Yes. I've been to Berlin and Budapest and nice. where did I just go? Where's Bulgaria. Budapest? What's that? Budapest? Yo, oh my God, it's so racist, man. I was denied service. <laughs> Damn. It was crazy. Wait, where is that? And laugh at me. It's in Europe. What? Um, they literally, I walked into this restaurant and they stood there and they just like stared at me. And then started laughing. And then the guy went and got somebody else and they came and they started laughing. And then they got through. It was a total of five people. But I literally was standing there just because I was also just right. gathering this information like, what is going on? This and I have a big ass afro usually. Mm-hmm. And me and my afro, like we are two separate entities when we travel. Like, <laughs> yes. So it's like people see that first before they see a human being. And so they start immediately attacking me based wow. on my hair. Do they so, say anything to you or? Uh, well, this instance was really wild because they just literally stood there and laughed. And I was in a restaurant waiting to be seated. Like, so they didn't even, they didn't, they didn't say anything to me. They just literally gathered their staff and laughed. Like, it was crazy. And then I left and was like, wow, that was really fucked up. Anyway, Wait, so, I'm in sorry, I just Romania, um, which I thought I would have that experience in, but that in was Romania. fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, you would think. Romania was iconic. Um, really beautiful people ready for jazz. <laughs> yes. But yeah, and I've been to a few other places. What's been your remember. favorite? Top one. Oh, I've also been to South Africa, which was scary. Um, mm. My favorite place right now, I went to Grand Canaria. It's an island, like, off of Morocco. Well, not really off of Morocco, but it's, like, near Morocco. Okay. Um, and I went and I stayed in a cave in the mountains. Wow. Yes. And, like, we were just, like, in the mountain. There was nothing. There was no, like, there wasn't really electricity. You couldn't. The nearest supermarket was an hour and a half away. Mm. Like, we were, like, it was unbelievable. And then... I chase the sunset everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm there for 24 hours, I'll see the sunrise or the sunset, whichever one I can get. Um, and we just saw, like, we went up to this, to different parts of the mountain, and I saw the most unbelievable sunsets I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I saw the Milky Way for the first time, and, like, I was just like, Whoa, Milky Way? Like, Ooh, you, yeah. you experienced some good good. And I was with, it was just me and my one friend, and we were just like, let's celebrate our birthdays internally with yeah. nature and mm-hmm. like right. we were in a cave for half of it and the other half we were like at a, at the beach um so it was really special was yeah those are great moments yeah oh, love it all right so i also wanted to ask you guys how like what reactions do you get from your peers when you tell them you're going to these places because i feel like i started traveling at when i was young like you know going to dr and stuff but i feel like on my own when i was 17 when i got 
book for a gig to choreograph for like Sweet Sixteens, and I was getting flown out to Florida, and I just felt like so free and so like amazing. But like when I would tell my classmates, they would just be like, "This is so that's so cool!" Like right. you know, like you're getting out the city. Like they were just so like you know surprised that you know I was getting you know flown out to go do this so how does your peers and like you know we all grew up in the hood and like stuff like that Mm -hmm. because i feel like when you be like when you tell someone in the hood like oh i went to thailand they're like yo like what you know (laughs) or like what or like (laughs) yes i want to know like how is your reactions from your peers from your minority peers and like you know when you tell them you're gonna go travel and Mm -hmm. see the world um (laughs) 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 um Honestly, it's just always like, yo, like one day I'm going to be able to afford that. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Like, I don't got time. I can't take time off of work. Like, I can't believe. Like, it's like really just like this remorseful experience. Right. It's like, I'm so happy. I'm living vicariously through you. And I let them. I, I My response to that is usually like, we want to know how much my ticket was. Because that's what we need to know is how right. much it costs, you mm-hmm. know, and people are still wrapped up in this thing that it's inaccessible. But there's so many things like flash sales and all those things or like using the right kind of credit card that gives you mm-hmm. points to be able to buy flights. Like, right. There's so much accessibility now. And mm-hmm. so but the first reaction is always the inaccessibility mm-hmm. of travel. And then mm. it leads to this like, like that shock, oh, like that little right. bit like, yo, you going there? You can get a flight ass? to London like, for one hundred and twenty five dollars. Literally. Wow. And we spend that in the bars. You know, like, right. I was just about to say that. What I was also in the bars. Uh, I mean, right. you know. People, people are uh, ask, how do you do it? How do you do it? Well, one, we spend a third of our lives working, right? Yeah. We work so much. You put all this time and effort trying to make a living and you don't take a, like one or two weeks to decompress and go somewhere else and leave the city and enjoy your mental health and just have, have a good time and interact with other people. The other thing too is that, like Alali said, we spend, let's say we go out to a bar, we spend 100 bucks. You do it two uh, days out the week, you do it twice a month, that's 400 bucks. You could have went to Paris for 400 bucks. Damn. So our culture, we're used to like popping bottles, showing out for people on Instagram and all this shit. When you could have been somewhere else enjoying your life and doing something different than what you're doing here yep so it could have been at the Nile yeah, River it's like you could be it's like if you just it's a it's a different way of prioritizing right it's all about priorities know? but also like it is actually accessible and I think that when you allow it to be is when you really can get this like understanding of our mobility but like being raised in the hood like the immobility is the thing it's like Harlem was my kingdom you know what I'm saying right, right. where are you trying to go <laughs> right. why are you trying and, to go and like, one thing, yep. exactly and one like, thing I've noticed is once you open up your mind to it it becomes an addiction I want to continue traveling. You open up your mind and you see so many different people and so many different cultures. You're like, you want more. You want to continue feeding yourself that. I do believe also there's like this, unfortunately, like this like little like thing that comes with it too. Like when it comes to like your peers, like people from your neighborhood where it's just like, oh, now this person thinks they're better than me because they went to Thailand or Paris and all this stuff. And it's just like, why does it have to be that way? But it's like knowing everything you know that goes into that feeling like i can see why um but all right uh my next question is how many times you guys heard like that's some white people shit <laughs> like you know because i feel like i heard that a what lot mean, too like mean, if i like you know like when you're telling them you're going to oh i went parachuting like, in costa rica oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah. Or, like, some white people shit yeah or like you know skydiving or like 
uh, throwing yourself on the cliff right, or right. hiking, you know. Right. Like, oh my god. You know. Amara, yoga. be honest. You heard it when you moved to London. What oh the fuck god. you going to London <laughs> for? You from the hood? What are you yeah. doing? What are you doing? No, I hear that shit all the time. Right. But it's also just like crazy because I'm like, no, they don't. They didn't do this shit first. Yoga. That wasn't them niggas. That was the fucking. That was the monks. The yeah. monks right, doing right, that right, shit right, in the mountains. Right, right. Yoga's not white people shit. Yes. That's human shit. Yes. You know. And it's like, damn. The second we got to remove these, and we can't. And yes. that's the thing. That's the hardest to do is like yeah. every single thing every single way that we operate is in relation to whiteness like yes. whiteness does not exist and blackness does not exist but because we, they, they both are present and they need each other to exist so if we exactly. erase whiteness we erase blackness you know and it's like oh my god but we can't to be black now needs to be that we don't live in constant uh, relation yep. to whiteness. Yes. It's actually yes. outside of that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it's like, you know, this white, if white people shit is me being in the, in the soil and understanding the earth and going to the top of a mountain and seeing a different life, it can't be because I don't go there and think about how I'm going to keep it or how I'm going to take it from these people. And that's something that I've realized. Like when we travel, it's like I go somewhere and I'm like, where are the locals? How they doing? What's good? I can't go there. That's clearly gentrifying this country. Like, right, right, <laughs> you know, right. and like you go with a different level a different mentality. Yep. It's not a taking mentality. Or at least when I travel, I don't go with this taking mentality. I don't go there thinking that everybody should speak English. Yes. Like, yes. Actually, right. hell no. That's what they did. It's right. like, right, I want right, to right, assimilate right. and understand. Exactly. And, and yeah. like so many of our families had to do that and had to be like, you know, my mommy was like, don't talk to me in Spanish. I obviously came here so I could speak in English. And I'm just like, fuck, like, mommy, like if we can't talk in Spanish at home, I don't know. I don't know what we do, you know? Um, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I think you. I think you should travel because you enjoy it, not for the approval of others. If they're calling saying that that's some white shit, fuck it. Enjoy your life. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Right. I mean. It's on them, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get into also, like, reasons why I don't think we travel so much. So just, like, me, like, thinking, like, reading some articles and all that stuff. And, of course, like, you know, I feel like this is obvious, but maybe not for some people out there that there still is a systematic racism in our country. So it just falls down to, like, you know, the money. Like, we don't have the resources still. Like, you know, like, uh, there's still a bunch of racism going on here and everywhere else. So I just wanted to get into that and... I mean, I feel like you touched base on it a little bit when you were just saying they were laughing at you. Like, have you ever felt any racism anywhere you went? Um, so we had a layover in China. Um, we went to go see the Great Wall of China. We got back. We were in the airport. And there was this Russian girl who walked up to uh, me and my girlfriend. And she wanted she just wanted to talk and, and conversate and ask us, what are we doing? Where are we coming from? So we told her we were Dominican. And she didn't, she didn't know what, where the Dominican Republic was. She goes, oh, that's where most of the black people are? And we're like, what? No. <laughs> like, the Dominican Republic is the Dominican Republic. There's black people everywhere. Yeah. And then she told me a story I said when she came to Brooklyn, being that we're in Brooklyn now, mm-hmm. and the first time she got on a New York City bus, it was the first time she ever saw a black person. Mm. That's crazy. And I was like, and she was like, they were the nicest people. You know, I, they were the, the nicest the people. She, ta- she, Did she even talk to it's them. Not, it's not like the media. Well, she, she was from <laughs> somewhere in Russia, but she was like that at home. Yeah. All the shows, all the movies, the villains are black. Yep. They're, mm. they're, they look a certain way. And it was the exact same people she saw on the bus. Wow. And she was like, they give this perception, but in reality, it's not, it's not that perception they're giving at home. So. Mm. Wow. Mm hmm. 
Um, I'm trying to think of when where I traveled. I haven't, thank God, like, I mean, I went to Puerto Rico, Cuba, like, DR. Like, I mean, I feel like in DR, there's racism there still exists. Um, I, I always still get, like, when I used to go, like, oh, um, tan linda for a morenita like oh you're so cute for a black girl basically yeah. for a darker skin girl like still get that mm-hmm. um, I, I love Puerto Rico but Puerto Rico too you tell me Dominican they look at you sideways mm. I mean in Cuba too when I went to Cuba it was for the, it was with the African Diaspora Alliance and it was for women like um, who are in the hip hop community and they were talking about all of that and like being activists over there saying like shit this shit is real like and mm-hmm. I mean you see you see like it's so distinct I feel like in Q- I mean I feel like it's distinct in DR too where you see like yeah. you know the light light skin blue eyes like Dominicans yeah. and then the dark skin the same in Cuba so um yeah. I was on tour when I was on tour I was in a hotel in one of these fucking states across this country and um, it was super early because uh, we always had early shows and I have a, I have a wake up playlist um, you know in order to like get me in the groove and shit like that so I had my music going on my phone and I get into the elevator and two of the two of these like white cleaning ladies they were in there and I guess like after a while of us going down one of them notices and she's like She's like, oh my God. I don't know the woman's name anymore. But she's like, oh my God, Elizabeth. I thought that music was coming from you. And then she was like, and then like, Ooh. she was she was like, why would I be playing that kind of music? And then the other one, like, they just looked at me. And then she was like, oh, you know, because like that, like she like saved her in a way where she was just like, oh, are you like not cool enough for that kind of music but it was very much in a way where it was like what she was trying to say yeah, you're not black yeah, enough yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Condescending, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Condescending. they be trying to save it you they know? do they be, they, trying to they be trying to save each other <laughs> you're not cool enough <laughs> yeah. like, like this shit right. is awkward from the beginning just yeah. Yeah. right yeah. Yeah. oh my god okay so what's the best racism, though, like. yeah. It's uh, not yeah. like low but key racism. Like, <laughs> like high key, high key. Hypothetical. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I experienced really, 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 really significant amounts of racism every single where I go. Jesus everywhere, Christ. everywhere I've ever been. Like, it's really crazy. Even in London. Oh my God, oh, London. London. Is, I'm home. Like because London is supremely racist. Supremely racist. I've had people on the on the that. tube in London, which is the train, mm-hmm. a cleaner version of the train. Um, they, like, I had a whole family taking pictures of me, and I was like, please stop taking pictures of me, and they kept taking pictures of me, and I was like, Like, but how taking pictures, like, like, no, like, like, yes, very excitable, taking photos, and I was like, please stop, then one of the family members came up, and they squatted in front of me and started doing fake gang signs. Stop it right now. Then they, they, a bunch of them got up and started, like, got in front of me and started posing with me and I was like, yo, Stop like, it. I saw that the other day you on Times Square. I'm not a fucking I saw that statue. on Times Square the other day. There was a, a, a guy selling tickets for like the comedy show and, a, and a, uh, were they from the UK or Paris? They were like, oh, can we stop and pose and take a picture with you? And he's like, why? I'm just selling tickets. Yeah. And they're like, and they did the same thing. They squatted down. They were yeah. like, wow. The guys just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I mean like, and I've been refused service. When I was in South Africa, being a you know a light-skinned black woman in South Africa is a big Jeez. deal because like 
again, apartheid was an umbrella term for everything that's still going on there. So they were like, apartheid ended because they stopped using the terminology, not because it's right. over. Right. And so, like, being, I'm there, I'm colored. So, uh, black people refused me service. White people refused me service. I had different fam Like, I, there was these two... Um, like Asian families stopped me on the street just to laugh. Their parents did. I like, and it was just like at this point, I didn't know where to go because I was like, "Oh my goodness, if the black community doesn't accept me here, and the Don't. the white community won't accept me here, I'm actually by myself." Yeah, you know. And so it was like really, it was dangerous. I almost got kidnapped there. Um, I remember you telling me that I was in Cape Town, Cape Town. And, and Johannesburg. Johannesburg, but I almost and everybody was like, and that's the thing too in Johannesburg, the racism is so deep because you got black people afraid of themselves. So then they're mm. telling you where not to go, and you're just mm. like, yo, mm-hmm. they're like, they're gonna they're gonna rob you, they're gonna do this, and then everybody in that city who's visiting actually doesn't get take a moment to be there, and then everybody was like, Cape Town safe, Cape Town safe, and that's where I almost got kidnapped, you know, and so it was just like, oh, lol, fuck. like I felt much safer knowing that somebody might throw a tire in front of me and take my fucking money than knowing that somebody then feeling safe and knowing and then having somebody try to take my body yeah. you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. so it's just like yeah and in london it's just it's it's racist on a level of i live there now it wasn't just visiting mm-hmm. and like working in publishing and in theater and these predominantly you know white spaces in new york when you go to a space a handful of people are racist. Mm-hmm. The rest of the people in that establishment are, in some sense, heightened in a way where that's mm-hmm. not acceptable. Yep. Whether they act on it, whether they really say anything out loud, whether they just walk by, you know, like that's genuinely the thing mm-hmm. in New York. I yeah. wouldn't even say the States or anything right. else other than New York City. And people got to understand that New yeah, York is New a York different is world. Yeah. It's a different world. You yeah. venture out of New York, Jersey. I mean, but I experience racism here too. DC. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. Like, it's but it's just from. different because over there, like, you're trying to, I don't know, escape something or, you know, experience something mm-hmm. else. So then when you're met with that barrier, still being like, oh, the inadequacy of another human being is being experienced, but it's not me. Like, I also don't consider myself a minority in any, I don't use that language. That wasn't language I was raised with. Right. When I was in, at being raised in like in Harlem, we didn't walk around like, "Yo, minority niggas was good." Like, <laughs> it was we weren't. I'm underrepresented. It was like I am everything. Yeah, like, right. I That's am right. the representation. You're right. I can't possibly come here as an underrepresented voice if I'm here, which means I'm present, which means I'm here. And that language continues to build barriers between ourselves where we start saying, you literally saying minority out loud is saying I am less than. It's like that mm-hmm. is not the that is not the truth actually, you know? And like as much as we may occupy spaces in which yes, like I am the only black person in this room, I am the language that they use to make us identify ourselves has continues to erase us. Like yes. black takes away uh, Nigerian and Ghanaian and, you know, like uh, Dominican. It takes away everything that you are because you have to identify as black. They categorize you, Suddenly yeah. you're not mm-hmm. a person, you're a minority. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, if even when you thrive, you are thriving in your minority. So like, uh, underrepresented voice in media, 
oh, she's so, so star. You know, like all these things that they use to even celebrate us now. Mm -hmm. The language is still intrinsically suffocating. Yeah. You know, and it's like if I use that language to describe myself everywhere I go, that will be my truth. Exactly. You know? And the thing is, let's not title this Minorities Who Travel. Right. Let's not. (laughs) People who fucking travel. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, when I was thinking of this topic it was more like i really just wanted to highlight like people like us people who travel. Color, who and i guess like you know i'm used to that word you right. know like i've been a victim I mean, to that word and, and, yeah, you know, it's, like, a, it's a numbers, learning experience. numbers wise too we're gonna represent the majority of the population in the u.s mm-hmm. and they give you the census and they give you what four or five options when there's hundreds yeah, and hundreds yeah, and hundreds yeah, yeah. of mm-hmm. yeah. nationalities and people living here they do which it is purpose. fucking crazy like I gotta identify myself as black but I'm Dominican like it's, it's I mean we are like we, it's a we, mixture yeah, we are, but we are a mixture like, but still it was like they, they, they categorize you and it's it's odd yeah yeah alright uh, what are the top things you should do before traveling pack mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right like for someone like this, I'm talking to someone like who want like who's never been outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like, what are some tips that you guys can give them to be like? Okay, the first thing you need to so do. So I wrote it down. Typically, what I do, there's four things that I do: research, budget, itinerary, enjoy. Those are my things. You want to research. You want to know where you're going. If you're gonna stay at Airbnb, a hotel, how, what flights you're gonna get. Do as much research as you can. Compare um, the cost of one flight as opposed to another Airbnb. To a hotel, um, to a budget motel. for sure. Know what what you're willing to spend. The worst thing you want to do is go on a vacation and you end up broke out there. Mm. What the hell are you gonna do? Yep. Um, make an itinerary. Know where you're going. What you're gonna go see and enjoy it. Most people go on vacation now just for Instagram. And the tents is fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. it. Enjoy it. I would then, say get a passport because I oh, feel like a, a lot of us still don't have passports. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like number one, like that's the key, right? That's the key to endless possibilities so and get it before you need it to yeah like get it before like you need to go somewhere and all that stuff because once you just have there just like i got it before i needed it and i was just felt like ooh, where i'm going like you know like like i could go anywhere like you know another thing too go out less save 10 percent of your check put it in a savings plan for travel and then next thing you know two months down down the road you can be like, I'm out to London. You can yes. afford it. I mean, I think like, yeah, I think the accessibility thing, like I still know people who really, you know, are very, are financially, um, you know, trying to make ends meet. And I think that <laughs> I think it's really important that you allow yourself to dream. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, I couldn't travel unless my flights were paid for for a mm-hmm. long time and still sometimes, you know, and so. Just like knowing how much something is, you can build a goal. Right. So it's like, okay, if the first thing, if I know I want to go somewhere across the ocean and it requires more than 90, then I need to find out how much a passport is. And if I can't afford that right now because it's like $110 and then you got to pay for the pictures and you got to do all these things. Because like there is financial barriers. I think There is. But I want people to remember that those financial barriers are less than we imagine. Right. Because, okay, it's $110, but you could have that shit for 10 years. Yes, you can tackle these investments. I can talk about that. Traveling is an investment. I can keep that, yeah. So it's like, okay, if I save $110, that's something on my passport, great. Then look up like places that you've heard of that you never heard of go to Google Flights and press explore you know Hello. what I'm saying and mm. see how much things actually cost shout out cost. Google Flights I love you you know because like once you find out how much things cost you can kind of see yourself there and remove that barrier that says like this is a thousand dollars this is two thousand dollars people believe you need you gotta, can only travel when you're balling when it's like okay 
if I can't go there, maybe I can take the Metro North to a part of the state that I haven't been right. to. Mm-hmm. And I can see another part of the world because I live in a full place as well on this land, mm. you know? So I think I always just am like inviting people to dream because, you know, there's places I still want to go that I can't, you know, I'm not getting on that flight to Australia, but I do know how much it costs, you know, so that I can one day do that. Um, so that, and then... Um, Definitely look up like all kinds. If you have any allergies, learn how to say everything that you have an allergic reaction to. I'm an allergy bitch, a side effects bitch. (laughs) I have to learn that shit. Like I'm allergic to seafood too. So it's like, I'll be like in every language, like no, because you know, the last thing you need is to compromise your health. Um, Make sure that you have experienced your friend group or whoever you're traveling with in different contexts. Absolutely. Um, there's nothing mm-hmm. more than feeling abandoned abroad um, or getting abroad and finding get, out that you have that different was my next question yeah. of being there. Like you're spending right. all this money. You yeah. want to have fun. You don't yeah. want to feel awkward. There's some people who want to go abroad and just drink. And it's like, I actually came abroad to see the place. See the some place. people choose a resort. And then there's some people who would rather live in the village. Right. It's like, you got to know who you're traveling we, with and yes, really invite important. your that to be real. Yeah, because when I went to fucking Mexico... I'm sorry, but I was just like, all these fucking questions, like, this is my first time here, too. Like, I'm experiencing with you, too. So I'm just like, I'm, the- I'm very, like, the travel person where I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I'm just, uh, my baby girl alien is here in the building. Yeah. BX Native. Yes. Shout out to BronxNet. Yes. Hello, hello. <laughs> should, should rep your hood, Cypress ass. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yes, we're going around. Uh, So, yeah, I think, like, my biggest thing for, like, travel, like, I'm the one that likes, I I don't like to be in the resort, you know? I like to explore. I like to travel, like, to get those, like, you know, countryside or, like, campo experiences. I like to experience, like, the real people and all that stuff, but I I understand, like, you know, there are some, like, things that come to that, but the people who you travel with are so, is very important, especially, like, even with timing and scheduling and all that stuff, because time is limited, too. You're not living there, so it's like, this is your money, this is your time, so it's like, things, you need to go with people who are who are ready for it all. And I learn feel. a language with each other so that you can always take the space that you need because this is about you as much as about anybody else. And so it's like, if I'm somewhere new and I don't want to go to that function with you, but I want to go to see this, there can't be any hard feelings about yes. me taking yeah. the space. Yeah. Yeah. Adults, that's, the, that's the, the, the point I made about itineraries. You make an itinerary, you share it with people. Yo, this is what I'm doing at 8 o'clock. If you hung over, stay in the room. I'm that's out. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm going. I'm out. I'm going. No hard yeah. Yeah. I'm out. I'll see you because later. We'll you paid more, your ticket. I'm not a, I'm not a bad bitch on vacation. I'm I cannot. I'm a little OCD. I'm just tired. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I landed. Let's yes, yes, yeah. yes. I'm a little OCD ish. Like, I need my shit planned. I need to know what yeah. the fuck I'm doing. If I'm hungover, I'm waking up and I'm doing it. I love it. I'll sleep when I get home. <laughs> Great. Um, so I think just to wrap it up a little bit on the analyze, like, I think uh, we gave some tips of like, what, but what is like the best traveling experience you guys had? Like, what is like, like spiritually, fun wise, just like vibes were on point, like, thing. And also, I want to know have you ever felt like being from New York that you can live in any of these places besides for work, like just for yeah, like yeah. life, you know? 
The most fun that I've ever had um, on a uh, little traveling experience was when I went on to um, I went on a cruise around the Caribbean, and it was like Grand Turks and Caicos and like uh, Puerto Rico and um, all these other places that I don't remember anymore. But that was like so much fun. Um, just like being on the boat and being with my like cousins my age and just kind of like wilding out in our own way that we could back at that age and spiritually um, I have one friend in particular where we take like a lot of like during the summer times we take a lot of like like local trips like out of town whether it's like just to some like port town in long island or something like that like it'll just be like me and him and um we just connect really really spiritually um and those trips together are just always like very just like intense and like powerful and like awakening like we're going away together on july 4th um wait where are you going uh we're going to asbury park on july 4th <laughs> um, <laughs> you know who you're Somebody's talking about. Trouble. Blast. Um, but yeah, so it's always just it's always just uh, a great spiritual time with that entity. Mm. So that's when that's my most fun and my most spiritual. Um, my most fun, I would say, it was fun and spiritual. When I went to Maui, it was awesome. I we went up to. There. I want to yeah. do a solo trip it was, in Hawaii. I don't know that why would be, that's that would be the best. That would yeah. be the best um, solo trip you can do. Uh, fun wise. Uh, we went up to the Haleakala Volcano. Mm-hmm. Um, it was dope. It was one of the best views you can see, the highest point in Hawaii. Uh, spiritually, it wasn't more spiritual, but it was just feeling a vibe. We caught a flat tire. So in Hawaii, they have one of the curviest roads in the world. Mm. It's called the Road to Hana. And it's it stretches out about 26 miles. And you can ride, drive it on your own. And it's just curvy, curvy. And every two miles... There's like a waterfall. There's monkeys you can see. So you're Whoa. driving up a rainforest. So 14 miles into it, we caught a flat tire. It's fucking pitch black. Oh. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? This fucking brolic, six feet Tarzan guy comes out. Hey, you need a hand? I'm like, I guess. What? He changed my whole tire. The car didn't turn on. He jumps out of the car, went to the gasoline station, got his gas, and just drove off. Wow. Like, and what, what do they say over there? He said, I forgot. They say something like, like super nice. Yeah. He's like, all right, bye. And just left. Wow, that's the nicest thing ever. I was like, what the hell? That was, that was an angel. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. It was crazy. Uh, so. That's amazing. Um, South Africa was one of the most beautiful landscapes I've ever seen with my eyes. Mm. Um, and it was really difficult because, like, emotionally, like I said, you know, it was really difficult to experience as a black woman. Um, but when I was there, it was one. I it was my first time going on a trip like where I had an intent. Like me and my friends met for Afropunk, and then we left. They left early, and I, um, and I went. I stayed for extra like three weeks. Oh, shit. and I like was like, okay, well, I'm here now. I didn't have a return ticket. I just was like, I'm oh, here. Shit. You just had a one I, way, yeah. ma. So, oh, one way. So I went to I went to Cape Town, and this is like the I best. Great things about that, but yeah. you just I mean, told... it was difficult. Yeah. But when I was there, I went. I like decided that I was gonna follow my days, you know, and that's kind of how what I said earlier. Like the other day, I realized, oh my god, I can follow my day in New York City. Like right. I followed my day, and I went to this flea market that somebody recommended. I got lunch, and then I found a poster that had. 
um, a picture of somebody that I recognized who I met in Berlin years prior. She was singing on the street, like beautiful music, and hundreds of people were watching her in Berlin. Saw this picture of her on this poster that she was playing the next day. So I said, I'm coming tomorrow. Came the next day. I remember this. It was like a show of like 2,000, like not 2,000, like, no, yeah, like 2,000 people. And uh, these DJs were there. And they were so good. I'm here to see this person that I recognize. And I was like, oh my God, they're so good. And I didn't know anybody there. So I go up to the DJs while they're playing. I was like, can I sing with you? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, whoa. And then I get on stage and I'm singing, I'm singing, I'm singing. I'm living my best life. They're like, whoa. And I'm like, whoa. And then um, then she goes on. She's like, oh my gosh, I remember you. And we we're like, oh my God. And then she was like, I'm going on tour tomorrow where are you staying? And I was staying at this horrible, horrible Airbnb that I was trying to get my refund for because the bed was broken when I got there. And, <laughs> uh, hectic. And she was like, oh, just stay in my house. I'm leaving. I'm going on tour for literally the whole time you're here, but you can stay in my room. I and it. I was like, I just, a poster led me to my free accommodation. Yes. I'm here for the next two weeks then. Yes. And so I stayed in her house and then um, get there. And this person that my friend in LA told me I had to meet because he lived in South Africa, we and him tried to meet multiple times, never got a chance to meet. And I'm staying in this house. He came over to meet his friend and we met in the garden. He goes, Oh shit. And we were like, what the fuck? And then he was like, yo, come with me to the botanical gardens. I need to, I need you to see my country. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And he was the first person we got, we went to this place and like lost our minds in this most beautiful landscape with somebody that I had just met that I ne- like literally just don't even know how everything kept working in my favor yeah. despite all of the crazy shit that was going on and the day before I had just gotten um, almost kidnapped and then the next day he- we had plans to go to this beautiful garden and he was like don't worry like I got you and I was like I don't even know you like what's going on <laughs> and so then we go and he had a backpack full of snacks and was just like we're here and we like hiked through the whole thing and we were like the only two people in this huge botanical garden it was just like a huge cutoff part of their like natural land and it was just insane and we got into this like sea of trees and like he just like yeah he was like what is your name and like he knew my name and i was like it's amira because i've been going by amy leon yes. for so long and i was like it's amira and he was like like scream it was oh like, no i would have ran i would have <laughs> ran <laughs> we were in a sea of uh, trees and it was like this most he was just like screamed my name and i was like whoa like that's who i am and we were like ah! like we're screaming screaming and his name is tulani monde and he told me this like the, the the history of his name and i was like here's the history of mine and we just like these like how the fuck did this happen right you know? um so it was just that was that was a magical moment and like it felt like a blip in the universe in which yeah. like if you continue to please yourself in every moment you may just have a good life you know yes. what I mean? um and then yeah that was spiritual that was emotional the landscape was gorgeous and then grand canaria like i said like i sat down in a place looked out i saw the mountains and i realized i heard my heartbeat like there was nothing happening and i was like my heart like my insides. I heard my st- I heard everything. I was like, the silence is crazy. And then I went, <sighs> and echoes for like a whole two minutes. Oh, and then I looked down and you could see like these natural steps in the side of the mountain in the valley. I can show you, I have a picture here. Yes, and like, yes. literally like, I was just like, this is the land before us. Mm-hmm. Like right, before yep. us. Right, it was there. It was in peace, in quiet, with itself. Mm-hmm. The birds were sleeping in this cave and everything else was growing. And that was it. 
Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, the land before time. Shout out to my favorite childhood Come show. on, the land yes. before time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, don't watch that shit again. Let me tell you, it's different. Yeah, <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, it is. They went through some shit. They went through some shit. They went through some shit. It's sad. Anyway, but yeah, it's just like seeing that part, seeing something that with my eyes that reminded me of a time that I did not exist mm-hmm. felt really, just really sacred and really special. And it's mm. made me like really take in like the reality that we've concreted the soil and like why it's so hard to stay in a city for so long. Like you need to be around. Right. Nature. Yes. Like mother. Breathe, breathe, yeah. breathe. Absolutely. Uh, I love that. This was amazing, guys. We're going to transfer over to the one train. This is one for fun. I want to know, did you have any fun with this topic? Why or why not? Justin? <laughs> I had a blast. Um, <laughs> to be honest, if I can talk about traveling all day, I would. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was super insightful. I loved all your stories, both you, all three of you guys' stories. Um, it, it's good to be able to share with other people who travel or yep. who are interested in travels. I think there's more. Don't get me wrong, New York City is amazing, but there's more things outside of the world that people should venture out and see and explore. Uh, it gives you experience. It gives you different cultures, different mindsets. Um, wonderful topic, and I enjoyed it. So Love it, Amira. I loved it too. I love traveling and I love thinking about the prospect of doing it more and seeing more people like me doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was just really exciting. But also realizing like, I realized we talked all about like traveling outside of the United States and like sometimes I'm like, yo, I dead ass have visited more countries than I have states. Uh, And so it's like, I don't know what even what I have access to in my own country. Right. And I want to make a point that it's weird that to travel to another state, it's more expensive For you to go to Miami than it is to go to I mean that's politics baby they keep us yeah. away from each other once yep. you get to Paris or once you get to Barcelona you can fly to Madrid for like 40 bucks literally 40 dollars <laughs> neither here or there um, Amira as a guest we're going to transfer over to the G train yeah. as a guest how do you think your contribution to this topic helped us our listeners oh interesting um, yeah I think I just reminded people to dream and to have access that there's accessibility that's available so even if it's not accessible now mm-hmm. it's that's fine but don't cut yourself off from the potential of a future in which your passport is full you know what Absolutely. I'm saying mm-hmm. yep. okay Johnson <laughs> uh, to piggyback off that um, we're not doing anything special we don't have no cheat codes we're just planning going about life plan uh taking things step by step and whatever we're doing you can do it too so absolutely I'm um, transferring over to the L train Adeloso I want to know what lesson did you learn from the subject matter I mean all the stories like because I feel like I travel too but not as much so it's like it's just so inspiring and just like to know like it's accessible you know mm-hmm. like it is like I think that was the biggest thing I took from it like you can plan it. You yeah. can do it. Because I've done it before, you know. But sometimes, you know, you get caught up and you just come up with those excuses. We're just like, damn, like, money. Like, you know, New York dose. Mm-hmm. Like, this other shit. But I'm like, no. Like, you can fucking do it. And you can plan towards it. And you can find reasonable prices. You just have to. And grants. You, and grants. Yes. Even. Yep. Um, so, I think that's the biggest lesson I took. Uh, we're just like reminding myself and like uh, hopefully our listeners that is so accessible and um, it will be okay. Like if you do it, like you, you'll make those friends over there, you know, you like, you'll figure it out. 
basically. Absolutely. So. Um, this is for uh, all of us, any of us. We're going to transfer over to the D train. This is Debrief. How does the subject matter need to be rectified? If so, what are some possible solutions that we can draw in an effort to move forward? So, um, t- keeping in mind uh, people of color who travel, yeah. um, how can we broaden and encourage our people to really get out there and really just kind of like grab a hold of the rest of the world outside of their little bubbles um, in, in one sentence <laughs> knowledge is power research knowledge is power yeah um, like, like Amira said earlier you you can get a credit card you can get points you can research you can look different different alternatives to fly different alternatives to instead of flying from New York go to Philly maybe it's a cheaper flight just knowledge is power do as ride. much research as you can and, and don't, don't limit yourself don't limit I love yourself that. at all Amira? Um, what? <laughs> yes. So, basically, I mean, like, I could jump in. Okay, really go ahead. Also, like, I feel like, you know, I'm not saying you guys should do this because even, like, my baby girl, Aileen in the motherfucking building, um, she travels a lot and she hikes a lot and her boyfriend, also Johnny, who was a guest of ours before, is on a hike, uh, on a He's bike packing across the fucking world. Yes, Wait, say that again. Say he's that again. Like he's right now, he's biking from Canada to New Mexico to prove that people of color can. He's the first person of color to do it to prove that people of color can do things that like are predominantly white people. So right now, he's the first person of color to do it, and he's just proving that like this world is ours too. I love that. Um, shout out to you, bro. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, like right now, Johnny he's somewhere in Montana, but like he's just like paving the way. Yeah, I've been watching that journey. I'm like, right. no, I would have turned back eons ago. <laughs> I can't. But my thing is like for us, like to use social media as yes. our platform, and I think the most like effective ways to like for people like me too who are also like creating like little guides and content like Mm -hmm. how can we do it i think like i mean i know you guys don't have time for that i'm not saying you specifically but i feel like that's like just the most important way because i'm i'm always on instagram looking like to see like minorities who travel or like people of color who travel where how they do it so i think like a guide or like something like that or just like in general like share tips tips. yeah yeah, like sharing tips like Mm -hmm. and all that broadcast maybe broadcasting your good time exactly um to inspire and encourage other people maybe creating these quick little okay you know um research budget itinerary yes. like creating these quick little right. here's what you can do yeah. um uh providing people with the accessible means to a way like guys there here's an easy credit card link or here's an easy way or like jfk to, to has 53 dollar right. tickets yes. right now like yes. if y'all want to go you and know like if you get that discount yes. email forwarded out to and and not just not just providing information on like the fun parts of, about it but also the, the, the negatives that you've yes. experienced. Mm-hmm. Like in Cuba, I had a horrible experience the first day and that's something that I would want to share with people so that right. they won't go through that same experience. So yeah. just sharing the good and the bad. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Being the honest, real. Being transparent. The real. Because everybody's just going to post the good. Yep. There's always going to be bad. Yeah. Absolutely. I love this, guys. This was absolutely yes. amazing. So real quick, I just want to let you know New York Dose is going international. We're taking a road trip, all of us. Hey. Hey. Uh, that's a go. The dose of Thailand, yeah, the dose right. of Cuba, the yeah. dose I'm of stay in my house in London. Yeah. The dose we're of going London. London. We're taking yes. it international. We're going to London. Yeah, we're gonna plan. <laughs> we know we serious. We're gonna plan this. We're yes. gonna really plan this. Um, so. 
you can find me at DJSJ614 on Instagram and Twitter and Hollywood614 on Snapchat. Yes, and you can find me at Adeloso09 on Instagram at Adeloso on the Twitter and the Snap. You can find me at Amira Leon, A-M-Y-R-A-L-E-O-N on Instagram, website, all them things. Yes. And listen to her music, please, because yes. it's listen just music. divine. It's Hello. divine. Oh. Thank you, boo. And you can find me on Instagram, J-O-H-N-S-E-L underscore M, Johnsell underscore M. And you can find all of that in our episode description. You can find us at the New York Dose, D-O-S-E, everywhere. Um, uh, Our special promotion for this episode is uh, Gaston Luga. You can get 15% off with the code T-N-Y-D at checkout. They have these bomb-ass bags. Mac cute. need to get another Mac one. Um, the one that they sent us is incredibly cute. I love it. I love um, it. Thank you very much. And um, my poetry book, G&HB, which, God damn me, I'm going to... You are my, still promoting I'm going to get that. on it. It's been two years. I, like, literally, I need to send these books out to these people. I need an intern. I need What's a personal assistant. Um, Don't look over here. say <laughs> 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 um, this episode was produced by the board of the New York Dose, hosted by the Carbon Dioxide Network. Our audio engineer is Adeloso, okay. and our audio editor is Bruckner. Hey. Photos, YouTube footage, and social media coverage for this week were captured by the MVP, Lenny. And shout out to the rest of the team over at Visuals, Gina, and in our crew department, Eden, Jilu, Frank, David, and Kwame. Yeah. And don't forget to ever stay dope. Stay dope. And stay New York. It's, it's the, the New, New York, York Dose, Dose baby. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. I know they said something about some beef that we had. This shit is uh, dumb good. You mad tight, yo. Hey, yo, did I ask me? Better life. Yo, that shit is whack. This shit about to be lit. Nah, you farting, my nigga. Look at me again and you gonna catch these hands. You big man or little man? You would have thought you was getting that money back. That's Mad O.D. I'm not pussy. Fuck out of here. Out of here, my nigga. Like, what? The fuck? Miss, miss, like, hey yo. Fab, but like, DK.